You may be wondering what we're doing back on the airwaves when I said I wasn't going to do another show until Friday, but then I realized that the Black Knight was being streamed on Dead Flip tonight, and you know me, I have to do a podcast whenever some breaking news happens in pinball, so you're going to get a little mini episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. But before I do that, a couple things I want to talk about. First and foremost, I want to talk about the music mix that hopefully you've been rocking out to. And I want to just clarify something for all of you out there, that that mix was put together by no other than my twin brother. And you might be thinking, what? What is he talking about? Yes, I have an identical twin brother. His name is Alex. I know that he listens to this show because he won't stop commenting on the SoundCloud page that he put the mix together. And so I am sorry, Alex, I did not take credit for the mix. So you are the music mastermind in the family. So if you want to have a Canada Pinball Podcast monthly music mix, that you're, if you're enjoying the one now, let me know and I'll ask my brother Alex if he'll make one each month for you guys to sort of rock out to because I, I love it. I, I think music is actually a lot more fun than pinball and you know, you know it's a lot cheaper to listen to good music than it is to buy these pinball machines. So I just wanted to clarify that so he just gets off my back about it. Um, I also want to talk about, let's see, I've been getting emails asking me, did you break the the NDA with Jersey Jack? Like, how dare you reveal what the next title was? You know, I'm hearing other pinball podcasters, Chris, and they're not saying what the title is. They're saying it's JJP number five. And, you know, how could you do that? And let me tell you something. I told Jack straight up, Jack, I'm going to let people know it's Willy Wonka. And here's why. Because my last five podcasts before going over to Jersey Jack Pinball was stuff like Wonka's coming this week. Wonka price revealed. Everything was Willy Wonka. I was not going to go over there and come out and say JJP number five. And I'm here to tell you JJP number five is Willy Wonka. We also have Jack promoting the, the entire day with yellow, you know, golden tickets and colorful, you know, never-ending gobstopper, like, pinballs. Like, they, they, everyone knows what it is. What I did not do is give you details, specific details on the game. I'm absolutely going to let the design team uh, walk you through those and show you the game uh, for the first time, and I think you're going to be excited. So there's that. Now, don't you love... Don't you love threads like the Canada's Wonka campaign? And I don't really understand why, why there are so many people who seemingly hate me, hate what I stand for, can't you know think I'm the, 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 the scourge of the earth, that I am the worst thing to ever happen to pinball, and he's just this terrible man, and we have to do everything we can to rid pinball of this guy, and I'll never listen to his stupid podcast, and yet those same people, they seem to know a, an awful lot about the show, and they clearly listen to every single episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast, and can we step back for a moment and just think about the ridiculousness of, of one simple thing? Grown men on an internet forum talking about 
pinball who are terrified that another grown man would join them and talk about pinball, right? The banning of Canada from Pinside. Almost as if like his presence there just destroys the entire pinball hobby, all right? And look, we don't have to relive the past. We don't have to have revisionist history of anything. I've apologized for every mistake I've ever made. But the problem with the internet these days and the problem with a lot of the people who live on the forums, they don't care who you are in real life. They don't care if you apologize. You're, you're never, you're never going to be innocent of previous mistakes to, in, in their eyes. You're always just going to be that bad person. And, and, and they think in that one moment in which you upset them in a thread, right? That one moment in which you downvoted something they said, that's all it takes. According to them now, you're just a bad guy forever, okay? And so that is, that is the current state of how most internet forums uh, behave these days. And so, look, it's not like I'm trolling pinball when I was on that forum, right? Someone who trolls pin, like who trolls a forum. And, and look, I am the best troller of forums in the world. But here's the thing. Trolling a pinball forum would be like going in there and absolutely shitting on pinball, making fun of pinball people. It's not like I was going in there and saying pinball's for losers, like video games is where it's at. Like, what are you chumps doing here? No. No, that, that's that's what a troll does, okay? And look, attention-seeking, every one of you out there who's on Pinside every day, ask yourself, why are you posting, why are you even bothering posting most of what you post? People post for the attention. They like to say something, they like to connect with people in the hobby, but they also like the attention that their sentiment receives. And that's what makes forums fun. And I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing, I don't really care. That's the other part too is how much of your life revolves around this stuff. Is it everything? Is it a little bit? Is it a lot? For some of you out there, it's a lot more than it probably should be. Um, And for me, pinball to me is an outlet. It's an outlet in which I have fun. I do love the hobby. I'm very passionate about the hobby. I met some incredible friends, lifelong friends in this hobby around the world, around the world. Guys in Australia, guys in Europe, guys in Canada, guys in Florida, Guys in Texas, guys in Chicago, it's awesome. It's so cool that this hobby has opened the door to so many amazing people. Um, but I'll say this, I'll say this. Pinside has a, a sort of a policy of being nice to people. You know, let's be nice to people. And I, I will say this, the amount of personal attacks I get, just personal attacks, just d- literally directed right at me in a hurtful and harmful manner, it's incredible. They don't moderate any of it they don't care it's like and that's fine like i it it doesn't get to me it really doesn't but i just think it's kind of crazy that they allow all those personal attacks to take place and when i talk on this podcast and if you listen to this show this is not a podcast about personally slandering people and going after people when i've gone after individuals i've attacked them because of the work they've done in pinball I've attacked the business decisions they've made with their pinball companies, and and I'm, but it's not personal. Like I'm not calling these people, you know, egomaniacs, sociopaths, manic depressant, all that stuff, right? And if I was that asshole, if I was that jerk, if I was that loser, 
right, that has no fashion sense, all the, all the terrible things and then some that they say about me. I have just one question for all you haters out there. Then why do so many people enjoy the show? Why do they enjoy our take on pinball? And why do they come back week after week? And why did they vote this their favorite pinball podcast two years in a row? And for all of you out there who have such an issue with me, it's real simple. Go grab a mic, put on a headset, and record your version of a pinball podcast, and let's see how, how successful it is, all right? I'm up there on stage congratulating all the other nominees and all my fans for voting for me, and you're just in the back booing Canada. Let's get over it all and just accept the fact that uh, we have an, an interesting take on pinball that a lot of people love. Now, speaking of interesting take on pinball, let's talk about the Black Knight. All right, so what I want to do is I want to give you what I liked, what I didn't like about the stream, and then my overall assessment of the Black Knight Sword of Rage. Is that is that is that good? Okay, now we must start this with the ultimate caveat, which is I have not flipped the pinball machine which is more than just a caveat. That is a humongous issue when you are giving your first impressions of a game. And so by that, I mean, this is not my first impression of playing the Black Knight. This is simply an observation of what I saw today and the thoughts that popped into my head as I watched the stream, okay? So do not, do not take whatever I say on this show and make your decision on whether or not to buy this game unless you flip it first, okay? I think it would be pretty silly and pretty stupid to determine your buying decision uh, on what you hear on this show. And and, and again, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not here to like slam the game by any means. I just want everyone to know I look forward to flipping it, and I am very jealous of you guys who are going to MGC because you are going to play a couple of the brand new hot titles back-to-back at the same show. It's going to be really awesome to see people's feedback uh, after they hop on both Willy Wonka and the Black Knight. All right, so let me go down my list. I'll do my observations, and then I'm going to end this shorter episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. How does that sound, all right? All right, here we go. What I liked and what I didn't like about the Black Knight stream. I did like that it started on time, and the Deb Flip stream with Jack Danger is just stellar. It's just awesome. I'm glad it started you know, when it was supposed to. The last things, the last time I saw them flip a game for the first time, I think it was like Munsters. It took, there was like a delay, but it was right at 5 p.m. Like they were, they were live, five on the dot. That was awesome. And I have to say, Jack and his team, they do a great job. The quality of how they set up the cameras and everything and the mic and everything. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Now, you've got this game, you Black Knight. You've got this like heavy metal like rock concert about to start, about to explode, right? You're waiting for the powder keg to go off. You know, you got the anthrax guitarist. You got everything ready to go. And then all of a sudden, they start. All you want to do is see the Black Knight flip for the first time from the king, Steve Ritchie, who's the king of flow, right? It's all about how his games shoot. And the first thing they do is they yank the glass off. And I have to say, it felt like I was suffering through that part of the stream at the very beginning in which Tim takes the glass off and is explaining the game by using his you know hand to throw the ball around the play field to show us what does what. 
And this isn't the first time. This isn't this isn't just Tim who does this. This is something that I see time and time again where you just want to see the game first. Just flip the game first. Show us how it shoots. You almost want the first time you see it to be reflective of what a real experience would be like when you walk up to the game for the first time. You don't walk up to a game and, and then like a guy takes the glass off and then just starts showing you everything. I, I don't know. I just think they need to stop this. I think Stern needs to learn that you can do it and you can do that on the stream, but maybe that's another video that they create in which Tim and Steve walk you through how to play the Black Knight. And I would I would release that uh, after they do the initial stream with Jack Danger, but it's just such a, it's such a like, bum bummer way to like start off the stream and 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 I don't know I was just like flip the freaking thing all right enough of this I also hate it when they give away too much before you you see the game I mean you want to leave some of it to be a mystery all right all right so what else did I like I liked the music and there is there's no way around how awesome this music in the game sounds I mean it is totally totally one of the most kick-ass music packages I've ever heard in a pinball game. I mean, it, it is incredible. It, it is like, it just, it just, it just, you just like, it just hits you like a freight train and it's just this wall of guitars and it's like the sound and the energy, you know, combined with like everything else going on in the game. Um, it is like being dropped into the middle of like a heavy metal sword fight, I, I felt like. And it was just, it's just awesome. And it sounds awesome. And I think everyone who, who, who was able to like secure the Anthrax guitarist and everyone who put the music into the game uh, should take a bow because the music is just freaking dope, all right? What I didn't like is this though. After 30 minutes, the, the, re the repetition of that heavy theme song almost made me want to pull my hair out a little bit. And here's what I was like, the problem is this. It, it's so high energy and it's just like, -na 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 -na, you know, the shredding, like it's like, it's so high energy and it's so like in your face and it's just like, it's like volume 11. It's like you're in the middle of like the, the greatest guitar solo of all time, but it like hits you immediately and then it hits you over again and over again and over again. And that like, that energy is already happening before you even plunge the ball and I think that repetition might be a little bit of a problem. Uh, it's really cool in trailer videos. It's really cool the first few times you see it and hear it uh, in the game. But my my that's one of my issues is it's like there's no like building up to that kind of energy. It just it just starts with it, and maybe that's what they want. It right drop you right in, boom, boom, boom. Like you're in the it's like bidding it's like you're parachuting into uh, you know the middle of like a heavy metal warfare and and. I, I get it. I get it. Totally higher energy. Um, but then I look at, I was thinking about the way like Alice Cooper music is also really high energy, but the way that game begins, the way you're introduced into the world isn't like that. And it's completely opposite. It's a little bit creepy. You're like introduced into the world of, of Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. You know, this one's just like, da -da 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 -da. and I don't know. I, I don't know if you want to walk through a door every time and have that kind of crazy loud shredding going off in your ear. Um, but I get it, that's the theme. I just, I'm not sure if that's gonna be seen as like repetitive and grating for people. Um, I don't know, will it get old? We'll see, we'll see. Um, all right, what I liked, the animations in the game. Now, 
you can't you can't look at this game and 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 say that Stern is not really improving how they they incorporate animations into a pinball machine. Uh, what I liked a lot about the animations uh, was just the fact that I think Stern is really learning and and getting it right in terms of how much information you can put up on a screen during a pinball experience that's fast and furious like the Black Knight. You can't have a lot. You can't communicate a lot. And for the most part, I I did like that the animations tend to focus on on a primary thing, whether you're in a mode and you're battling like an enemy, like it's just that enemy, right? And you hit hit like the right shot and all of a sudden you see the enemy being hit and it, it cuts to that animation. I like that a lot. I think they're getting the animations um, down to the point where like it's perfect for the integration in the LCD and Stern machines. The graphics are, you know, they're good. They're good. They're good for pinball. And that leads me to like what I didn't like. What I didn't like was this. Somehow I think pinball people, when they talk about animations and they talk about graphics and they talk about what can be on an, on an HD screen, somehow I think like pinball people are still stuck in like 1998. It's almost as if when they use phrases like, and I heard Tim say this, it's state-of-the-art graphics that you're going to see. There is nothing, nothing that you are seeing in Black Knight sort of rage animations that is state-of-the-art. It's almost as if none of these people have played a video game over the last 20 years and actually seen what state-of-the-art animations now look like. Uh, but you know, look, it's it's that's the thing about pinball people. It's like they're stuck. They went. It used to be DMD. So to them, this is like the greatest animations there ever have been in in a game ever. Um, I don't feel like these animations are the best animations ever in pinball. Uh, they are good. They're they are really good. The other word I just kept hearing people say over and over and over again uh, on the stream was like, "Oh man, it looks sick." I kept hearing that word, sick. Really, guys? Like, have none of you played anything, you know, after a PlayStation 2? Sick. Man, this game's sick. It's got sick sound. Oh, those animations are sick. Yeah, it's annoying, right? It's annoying when I say it. Well, how annoying is it to freaking read that and then look at the animations? And I'm like, they're good. They're they're good. This this We are not in this, like, state-of-the-art sick realm of animations, okay? I think a lot of you need to just wake up and realize and go see what sick animations look like in 2019. All right. All right. What else did I like? I like the light show. The light show is very cool. Uh, when they first turn the game on, you know, it's really cool to see the attract mode in a pinball machine. I, you know, you can do so much cool stuff with attract modes and showing the way the different lighting system will work and how all the different, you know, inserts will light up with the different colors. Um, really, really neat light show in the game. I, I love the sort of the full RGB color lights as they went up and down. You know, they went around the big circle wheel with the lightning bolts. Very, very cool light show. Very, very cool. Um, what I didn't like, uh, and this isn't really like a didn't like, but it's just not as impressive as the light show, was just the art on the game. And I think the playfield art in this game is pretty Spartan next to... What we've seen recently from the likes of Zombie Yeti and Christopher Franchi, um, it, it's not bad art. It's just not nearly at the same level as the art we've seen in some recent games, especially the Monsters and you know Iron Maiden and Deadpool. Uh, but I also think 
that might have been what they've been going for. Because if you look at the older Black Knight games, there's absolutely like not a lot of detailed art, right? You know, the details all in like the shot layout and the geometry and the upper play field. Like that game is all about that. It's not really about like detailed artwork on the play field, all right? So, but the cabinet art is great. And there's a lot more detail in the back box and cabinet art. So, you know, I just wish there was a little bit more detail in the playfield art. But again, not a huge thing. All right, what else did I like? I did like the Black Knight in the middle of the game. The mechanism was cool. Um, he's very neat to look at. He's, he's It's really interesting seeing him with the flail going back and forth. I think, you know, what I like is I, I like looking down at a pinball machine and seeing a big toy smack dab in the middle of the game that I can interact with, that the ball interacts with, that actually brings the theme of the game to life in a physical 3D way. I really like that. It's really cool. I got really excited when I saw the video today of the game on the line. And and, and even like the, the size of that Black Knight, he's much more imposing when you see him in, in real life on a video than when you see some of like the, 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 the images we got when the game was first revealed, okay? Okay, so I like that. Here's what I didn't like about the Black Knight. Um, I was expecting a bit more drama from him. I, I felt like the toy looks really cool, but I didn't feel this like real like this sense of that you're really battling him. Like the I was expecting something more like the ball to come off that flail just much harder, and the ball to come off the shield much harder. I didn't get the same sense. Uh, that maybe maybe it speeds up more later in the game. That might be the case. Again, remember, I haven't flipped this. I'm just going off the stream. But I didn't really feel like the Black Knight became like, you know, like it was like this wow moment when you're watching the ball like interact with, with the Black Knight itself. Like it's almost like he was cooler to look at than to interact with. Um, and then even like, uh, I'll go through a little bit the, later on, like the pro and the LE, the differences. But I also felt like the Black Knight was like taken out of the action a lot when it came into the upper play field, you know, being where the ball goes the most of the time when you get to the premium LE version of the game. All right, let's see. What else did I like and not like? I like the callouts in the game. I think Ed and Steve Richie did a great job on the callouts. They're really cool. So congratulations, guys. I didn't like the fact that there is no R-rated like at all mode in this game. And I get it. Stern doesn't want to put curses in. But a game like this, like heavy metal thrasher music, like who's going to buy this game? This isn't like a family theme at all. And I just felt like they missed a little bit of an opportunity to have some more like profane or profanity in the game uh, you know you're seeing some of the visuals where some of these monsters are getting limbs are getting cut off and whatnot I think they really could have done some fun sort of more mature call outs for you know for the you know the adults out there who want to turn that on you know these are guys drinking beer they're swearing like drunken sailors in their game rooms all night long and yet the games are all PG I mean they're PG like you have this incredibly dark theme and then it's a PG version of the movie. I, I don't know. I think Stern needs to needs to realize like who their target is a little bit more and, and, and sort of have a little bit more flexibility there. All right. I liked, and this again, this is based on today. I liked reading everybody's comments on the Twitch stream. It's always fun to watch the video live 
while people are writing questions in to the designers and to Tim and to the Stern team and even just talking to each other, it's a lot of fun to read that. What I don't like is those comments go by like at a million miles an hour. Like it almost just gets stupid at a point where they had uh, like two to 3,000 people watching this live, which congratulations, by the way. I think this is one of the, the most watched live streams of a game that I've ever seen Dead Flip do. So congrats. It was awesome having all those people. The downside is you can't track the conversation at all. And it's bad for a troll like me because I can't, my jokes weren't coming through. I was, I was saying some funny stuff on there and nobody was responding to me. And so I tuned out because I'll, all I want is attention, right? <laughs> all right. I like seeing the pro versus the LE. What I didn't like is I walked away feeling like the pro is the way to go on this. And that's weird, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in my overall assessment of you know the game and, and what I saw today. So let's, let's jump right to that. Here's my overall feelings um, on this game and, and the stream today, right? Again, this is all with a caveat that I did not play the game yet, right? Okay, so here's the first thing I felt today. I felt that, you know, I'm still just trying to figure out if the Munsters has it as a pinball game, and now I have to figure out... Black Knight is a game that has it, you know, in terms of being a great pinball experience. It's sort of like eating lunch and someone asks you what you want for dinner immediately after. You know, can we get a little bit more time uh, between the releases? And I, I did feel that today, that, that I'm a little bit like almost like fatigued by the sheer number of new pinball machines. And it's getting harder and harder and harder. I don't know about you. It's getting harder and harder and harder for me to look at all of these games, regardless of who they come from, whether it's Oktoberfest or Willy Wonka or Black Knight. It's harder for me to approach any of them without, uh, you know, a level of like, I've seen so much. I've been there. I've done that. You better wow me or I'm really not going to like be that interested in, in your offering. You know, five years ago, six years ago, any new pinball machine was looked at, I think, with a lot more excitement, a lot more enthusiasm, just because we were happy that there was like some options out there in the world. And now that there are so many options, I can't help but look at everything with a little bit uh, more, not maybe cynicism, but just I'm a little bit more critical of everything I see, and, and it has to wow me, all right? All right, what else did I think about today? So if you love The Black Knight, like if you love the theme, The Black Knight, and you've owned maybe one of the previous two games or you just played them you know, over the years, I don't see how you don't get this game, right? They literally made this game for you, right? You should feel blessed because Stern doesn't do this like ever, right? This is the power of Steve Ritchie, the king of pinball. He was able to get them to make a game, which is definitely Stern's like biggest risk in a long, long time. And if you are a Black Knight fan, I mean, this this is it. This is your this this game is like your game on a silver platter that they made for you, for the fans of the Black Knight series. And if you have one or two or like, again, I, I just don't see how you don't go in on it. All right. Okay. I also felt like it had a very similar vibe to uh, vibe to Iron Maiden. It it felt a lot like I was playing or you know or witnessing of Iron Maiden being played. And I don't mean, you know, I know the shots are different, but but stick with me here. Just like the music and the flow and the speed, and I just felt like it was very similar 
uh, to the kind of like visceral experience that Iron Maiden brought to the pinball world, like high energy, fast shots, uh, unique layout. Uh, not that this has like the biggest unique layout, um, but I almost wish, I almost wish like I could combine the two games because it did, it did to me feel like both of them are like these heavy metal pinball experiences. But what's the one thing? What's the one thing missing from Iron Maiden that we've been saying the whole time? Iron Maiden just doesn't have like that toy, like the singular toy that you interact with that really makes that game sort of stand out a little bit more, right? It's just, it just all feels like just these shots and you're hitting targets and you're hitting like, you're, you know, you're, you're hitting switches, but there's not like a magical toy, like an imposing toy, like the Black Knight. I wish I could just almost like combine the two games to make the ultimate heavy metal stern experience. All right. What else did I think? Um, this game is a visceral atom bomb. Huge sound, huge callouts, huge animations, huge lights going on, but somehow the gameplay just didn't wow me as much as the other stuff happening in the game, okay? I just didn't feel like when I saw the way it shot that any of the shots, that any of the things happening in it like had the same sort of impact as everything else going on in the game. I mean, everything else was coming at me like a wall of like energy, but then the gameplay, I don't know. I, I need to I need to flip it to see if that is part of the experience, all right? I also came away feeling like it takes an army to make these games, right? And and I was happy that Stern and Humboldt that all those people sort of walked us through the you know, the Black Knight game. And early in the day, I saw the line going at Stern. And I have to say this, like it is humbling to see all the people behind these projects. It's really easy for me to grab a mic and just be critical about a company and say this, say that. Uh, but there are a lot of people at Stern. It, make no mistake that this isn't like some Mickey Mouse operation that's just mailing it in. To get these games designed, developed, engineered, quality control, to make sure it all comes together. The game's already on the line, right? The game is on the line. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Willy Wonka is not on the line. I mean, you are going to see Black Knight uh, this Friday, and you're going to be able to go get one real soon, much sooner than you'll be able to get a Willy Wonka. And, and that's amazing to me. It is amazing to me that the line is moving. You know, solder joints are happening. Uh, screws are being put in. Artwork is being applied to cabinets, all while... You're seeing it for the first time while I can't really enunciate at night. Sorry, guys. I'm going to get better at this. I need like a speech therapist. Anyway, so that's amazing. And, and, and I'll say this. It's really cool. I do wish Stern would find a better place to show these games in like the kitchen. I mean, really, Stern, you're the biggest pinball company in the world. And the only place you can like showcase your games is in a freaking kitchen. What's up with that? I know they try to dress it up with the banners in the back, but I think what Stern needs to do, and, and it's at the point now where it makes total sense, they need to build a showroom. They need to build a showroom in which stuff like this just looks better. I mean, my friends walked into my office and they're like, what are you doing? You're watching like a pinball being streamed in a kitchen somewhere? I'm like, uh, I don't know, guys. The biggest pinball company in the world and we're seeing the game for the first time. It's kind of, it's a little bit embarrassing, the backdrop in this game. I, I, sorry, in these streams. I just have to say that. All right, what else do I want to say here? All right, I felt I felt bad for the people playing the game in the stream, and here's why I felt bad for them. Because they had to play the game 
silently. Did did you did you hear what was happening? Because they were streaming the audio directly over the stream on Twitch, they could not hear the game in the room. And you heard that a couple times. Steve Ritchie even mentioned that. Like, it's just not the same. Like, I shoot better when the music's going, and I totally agree. So I, I feel like that led to them maybe not playing as well and also maybe not having the same level of energy and excitement like in the room because they were not hearing the game the way they should be hearing the game and we got to hear it better over the internet. So I, I, maybe they could figure out a way to make it so everybody can hear the way the game should be heard. All right, what else do I want to say here? Um, Stern does new stuff, right? Stern does different stuff with this game. Uh, but I just can't look at the game and really see where a huge risk was taken, okay? You know, I always want magic under the glass and for the silver ball to do something interesting or interact with mechs in a truly unique way. And I, and I have to say, like, I just don't really see that happening here in the Black Knight. Um, you know, it, it's this is Stern's formula. They, the formula works. They have the sales numbers to prove it. Um, but when I watch the gameplay, and you know me, I ask very simple questions. You know, what am I gonna see something that just makes me go, wow, like, wow. And I just didn't feel that way looking at any of the stuff happening in the game. Uh, and I, you know, look, for most of Steve Rich's games, you're not gonna normally see like the mechanism that has the wow factor in it. Uh, but even like the Hyperloop in Star Wars had much more of a like really, really, really cool to see that happen in the game. Uh, game of Thrones didn't really have like the wow factor. That was more of a flow game. Uh, Star Trek didn't really have like the wow. But again, he makes his games not so much about that, but more about the shots and the geometry and the flow. I mean, he's, he's the king of flow, right? We all know that. And, you know, I, I love the Magnus save. That's really cool. Uh, that's a carryover from older Black Knight games. Uh, but that's it. You know, I just didn't feel like there was like this huge risk that was taken. And knowing that this is more of an original IP, like this, this is not as expensive to make as a Star Wars or a Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, they didn't have to license this for a lot of money. I think I was expecting maybe just a little bit more of, of that wow factor uh, in the game. Uh, what else did I write down in my notes here? So uh, I know this is sacrilege to say in, in the Black Knight world, but I actually preferred the Pro over the LE. Okay, the LE just seemed to put the ball into the upper playfield so much more, and mainly because that's like the easiest shot in the game. It's it's the the ramp to the left of the Black Knight, like the, the where the flail is, that just keeps kicking you up into the upper playfield, and then you've got this flipper, and you're trying to either lock the ball or like loop it around. But there's really not a lot in that upper playfield, or like a lot going on up there, and yet the ball's up there a lot. And I don't know, there's just something about that to me that just felt like it removed a lot more of the attention away from the knight himself, and it just didn't feel like it added a ton. I know what it adds. It adds the you know the additional three-ball multi-ball lock that's up there, and that was really cool. Tim showed us how you could get both multi-balls going at the same time for six-ball multi-ball, but I, I don't know. It's like upper play fields to me are, are like dicey things. They can often slow down the speed of a game. 
They can take away the flow. Like the upper playfield in Game of Thrones is a great example. But in Black Knight, it's interesting because Black Knight and in upper playfield, it's it's like they have to be together. I saw so many people complaining about the pro doesn't have the upper playfield and how can you make a Black Knight game without an upper playfield? But man, I, I, I walked away from seeing both of them being like, I actually think the pro is the way to go. Don't don't crucify me, Black Knight fans. All right, what else? All right, so when I heard Tim Sexton on Nate Shivers' show, and he talked about the story of the Black Knight, how you are on a mission to sort of defeat the Black Knight, right? To scale the mountain, to defeat the skeleton army, to sack the castle and battle him to the death. You know, and you want to power up your sword of rage. Like, I get it. Like, I'm all in. I love stories like that. When I was watching the stream, I just didn't, I don't, I don't know. And maybe this is just me and I'm just always confused by this with pinball. But I just never really get a sense of like the story coming to life when you turn the game on. And by that I mean is you're, you, you, you're on the machine for the first time. Someone walks up to it. How are they supposed to know what to do? Like the, it doesn't really introduce you into the story or the narrative in a simple and easy to get way. And here's, remember video games? Remember the way like every video game story like this would have started? It would have started with like the princess getting captured by the Black Knight and throwing her up in the top of his castle. And he's like, I dare you to, to follow me and, and win back, you know, your maiden. And again, in today's world, like I guess that's like sexist now to even have that as like a storyline. But, but there used to be like something simple like that, that just set the stage for why any of this is about to happen. <laughs> and I'm not sure... Like this, I didn't I didn't get that sense watching the stream, like where there's even like an ability to just tell the narrative and get you into the game. It's just immediately like you know, heavy metal guitar. Like you're just oh and I don't know. Am I being like unfair when I say that I I think that's the challenge. And it's also the challenge with an original IP like this where not everybody knows the story. See, it's different when when it's Star Wars or Willy Wonka or Gardens of the Galaxy. I already know the narrative, so it might be a little bit easier to jump right in because I, I already have like a context for what I'm about to do. So I, I did notice that. Again, maybe I'm just nitpicking here. All right, I, I, I give Stern credit for breaking the mold here, okay? They don't, they don't do this. They don't make original games. Uh, this is a huge gamble for them, and I think Black Knight fans should feel really lucky that Stern did this for you because I think it is a gift for all of you. I don't know how well, though, this will do up against titles that have millions of fans and powerful nostalgia at play, right? When I played Willy Wonka, it definitely gave me goosebumps. It reminded me of so much of what I loved about the movie. I'm not sure a game like Black Knight could give me goosebumps. Now I did hear on the stream like people are writing like it gave them chills and this and and this and that. And I'm wondering like did it give those people chills because of like it reminded them of the Black Knight that they love like the previous games? And if so, like I definitely understand why it would do that. We didn't even talk about the the retro mode in the game, which is super cool where the game goes back and sounds like the old game and has the old sort of score display and the old music. Awesome. Awesome. But again, like you're really only going to be like, oh my God, that's awesome if you know those old games. 
and and that see see what I'm saying? Like there's no nostalgic power for people who have no context for what that even is. They wouldn't even know what's happening right there. Um, so this game again continues to feel like a gift for all of you who love the Black Knight franchise. Okay. Now look, I buy on theme. I, I, that is the most important thing to me. I don't have many room for many pins. The pins that make it into my home are all because they're themes I absolutely love. And so, you know, the question becomes, will Stern's gamble pay off on this game? Will enough non-Black Knight fans find enough here to say, yes, I'm going to go in on this one. I'll take one. The climate is really tough right now. On Friday, you're going to know, like, really what's coming out from each manufacturer and you know and they're all putting their best games forward right now and it's going to be really really interesting to see where this all nets out i don't want to com- you know compare both games right now until we see them side by side you know some people were, were hitting me up like is this as good as willy wonka like what do you think like i, I don't want to do that I, i'm not going to call a, a victor because i think that's stupid i don't think it it works like that there this isn't this these two games are not playing a basketball game against each other there's no there's no victor here these are two radically different games, and I think you're going to see that when you see both games on Friday. And I don't want to put too much in your head. I've already put more than enough probably around my enthusiasm for Willy Wonka in your head. But I want you to look at both these games, and I think you're going to see they, they're totally different approaches. One is a heavy metal concert, and one is a trip to Disneyland. And you're just going to have to figure which one's for you. They both shoot great. They both sound great. They both have great light shows, but you know it's going to be the one that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. That's going to probably get your money, and so like let's see what happens, right? It's an amazing week to be a pinball fan, and we haven't seen something like this happen in a really long time. And so, you know, that's how I want to leave it for all you out there. Uh, I, I think this game is 100% designed to be a gift to fans of Steve Ritchie, and to fans of the Black Knight. I don't think it'll sell as well as other licensed Stern games. I am a little curious as to why they brought it out so close to the Munsters, uh, but that is the case. Stern doesn't do anything by mistake. There clearly was a strategy behind it all. To me, the big question is going to be coming out of MGC, and we're going to talk a lot about this. Two games will be revealed, but really only one of them will be making its way into customer homes immediately. And the ball will be in the court of Jersey Jack and the team over there to get their line ready. Their line needs to look like the line that I saw when I saw the Stern video today, right? There weren't people, those those Pirates, of the, when I went over to Jersey Jack, there was Pirates of the Caribbean on the line, the big line, the main line. Guess what it wasn't doing? It wasn't moving. They are waiting for parts. It can't turn into that. There is just going to be too much demand for Willy Wonka for people to wait months and months and months to get them. I mean, I'm, I'm in on a CE. You know that. And I'm trying to think in my head, well, when might I get it? I mean, I'm excited now to get it, right? I'm excited now to play it. Do I want to wait to August, to September, to October? I don't know. You know, I don't know. But if you order a Stern Pro or a Stern LE, you know you're going to get it in like a couple months. And there, that you have to take your hat off to that efficiency. Okay? The battleground is set. 
a black knight in one corner, a, a dandy dude in a purple tuxedo with a top cap and a walking stick in another. Black knight versus Willy Wonka. There is going to be a competitive spirit here. The two DNAs of these two great companies are going to show us you know, their best to date. And maybe you might argue they're, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I always think like every game, you know, this is Steve Ritchie's like, this is the one he always wanted to make. He's the, if you think Steve Ritchie is Stern's best designer and he's the king and you think Pat Lawler is, is a god in the pinball world, it's, they, they are the two, you know, icons of the industry from yesteryears that are making games these days. And it's hard to avoid uh, the showdown that's about to happen in Milwaukee. Enjoy it. Uh, let me tell you guys what's coming up on this show. Uh, I believe I will be talking to Josh Kugler from um, American Pinball. I'm really excited to get Josh on the show. I also interviewed Jack and Joe Newhart when I was at Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, that interview is embargoed until Friday. After the reveal, I will put that interview up. And I think you'll really, really enjoy Canada talking to Jack and to Joe about Willy Wonka. So look forward to that. You're also going to get blitzed this Friday and this weekend by all the other pinball media that Jack brought in uh, to see Willy Wonka for the first time. And I think it was a really great move. And here's the thing. There's no conspiracy. There's no this. There's no that. It was really smart of Jack to invite the pinball media that actually matter. It is so stupid to reveal the game for the first time on IGN. Nobody on IGN cares at all about new pinball machines you know who cares all the 3,000 people that were watching jack danger tonight he has more power in showing people and influencing people than ign you know and you can even go to bigger outlets like even if this pinball machine was revealed on even if it was like usa today or even if it was on like wired or pop side it doesn't matter the the there the the focus the, the primary buyer of these machines are all of the people, you know, they listen to all of the people that Jack brought in to see Willy Wonka. And I, and I, think, he, I think Stern should take a lesson from that because I think the kinds of stories you're going to see come out of that, that go up on Friday, are just going to be much better than the IGN story and much better than always doing the same strategy every single time. And, and, and I'm happy they did it, and, I, and I, was, I was humbled to be invited there, and I am not a shill for any company. I'm just enthusiastic about a game. I do this podcast to land on Pinball Magic, and I think we have a lot of pinball options coming out, and it's up to you to say, well, what's magical to you? I told you what's magical to me, but you know everybody's got to make up their own opinions in this hobby, all right? Everyone, have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah,